Welcome to Business Integrity Matters, a show that applies God's Word to your work, discussing business basics and encouraging you to live out your faith Monday through Friday. Check out our complete schedule, practical business tools, and much more at businessintegritymatters.com. Now, get ready to build trusted organizations and enduring legacies by applying God's truth to your work with Business Integrity Matters. And now, here's your host, Bradley Waldrop. Well, welcome to Business Integrity Matters. This week has been an amazing week like they normally are. I, I can't even tell you what it feels like to be on this particular ride that we are on. Uh, I do want to say that if you missed last week's show, uh, I highly recommend getting plugged into the podcast, getting plugged into a YouTube channel or something like that. We had a, an absolute blast with two different guests, and we had a, actually had a chance to go to an event after our show here and we participated a little bit with with Bobby Hayden Jr. and man what a what an amazing story and an interesting approach this guy has and one of the things he actually said I wanted to share this morning he he said something when he was talking to the kids a little bit about uh, chasing the sex drugs and rock and roll of of the 1980s and and how appealing that naturally is and, it, and it's appealing now it's even if it's not in the 80s and in chasing all of that, he made an interesting and bold statement, and that was that if you aspire to be someone like Donald Trump, understand that Donald Trump is not even qualified to be the shoeshine boy for God. And I thought, wow, that is an amazing way to put all of that into perspective, really is. Uh, because we, we put people on these pedestals, and we then realize that like he said too, you know, food goes in one way and out the other and uh, the same for all of us. It doesn't matter whether or not you have a title or you have an entourage or you have a limousine uh, or you are just trying to figure out how to get settled into a brand new community. So that was just really kind of a fun experience for me and I really hope that we're going to get a chance to uh, continue to participate with Bobby doing other things along the way. And I was also encouraged that his business manager, Lexi, was uh, willing and, and able to talk a little bit about some of the difficulties that are behind the scenes that, that we just typically don't tackle. We don't tackle them because they're big issues. And somehow or another, we feel like you know, Christianity should be uh, polished and it, and it should be fancy and should be easy. And the reality is it's far from polished. In fact, it's very, very rugged and uh, it's very basic. And in all of that basicness, we really need to be able to share that with other people because if we don't, we're, we're just living a lie. We need to be able to have folks that we can rely on that understand it, that, that are equally yoked with us and are willing to go that extra step. So I just want to encourage you to get plugged into that. And you can find that on our website at, at businessintegritymatters.com forward slash radio. If you do that, you'll get right to our radio page. You'll be able to view this live. You'll be able to get connected to some of our previous guests and a number of other things. If you have some specific questions, feel free to either send me an email at bradley at businessintegritymatters or send it to our Facebook page. It, either way is, is great for us and we'll be able to, to do what we can to answer those questions. And I did have a fun question this last week that we'll talk about later on in the show. We've got a really neat guest with uh, Randy here who is a transplant into Western North Carolina and I just really enjoy that because I, I have an affinity for that. I, I love it and I get it. And uh, a part of that is actually a little bit about where we're going to go with the show today. So 
If you don't understand uh, the story of Exodus, we're going to talk a little bit more about Exodus today uh, without getting so deep that it gets confusing. Um, but I'm really excited about being able to share a little bit of what God's put on my heart about the book of Exodus and how it directly applies to our own businesses and our own ministry, our own walk. So if you happen to be a minister, if you happen to be a business owner, a faithful worker, or someone out there who, yeah, a faithful worker, or just, but you feel this tug uh, about going and doing something that you've never done before, about being in a place that just quite frankly scares you and you need to have uh, God go ahead of you. This is a really fun story to kind of grab a, a hold of and walk through. So that's collectively where we're going. But I also wanted to tell you, you know, we've got some really exciting things happening. We are scheduling a series of in-office interviews with individuals. I, I'm not going to give you all the details of what we're doing and why, why that's super important, but what I do want to know or want to let you know is that if you happen to be one of those businesses that would like to tell your story, that would like to be able to say, you know what, we, we are living on the ragged edge every single day trying to figure it all out and maybe we don't have all the answers but we want to be an, an encouragement to someone else or maybe we want to share the tools that work at our office um, or maybe it's not even an office maybe maybe you happen to be a contractor out working on a road somewhere but you do life different and I, I want to hear those stories I want to be able to share those stories and as we share those stories I pray that you would just be just encouraged because and this life is tricky and if somebody has already made the mistakes ahead of you or somebody's found something that's great let's grab a hold of it and let's share that wisdom with everyone else and uh, so that's kind of where we're going with it um, we were called to uh, participate in a little interview this week that had absolutely uh, nothing directly to do with the show except to say that one of uh, one of my clients had asked for some help along the way and I know that I was blessed by just being there at the interview and watching God work through the life of a young lady who, um, who had a very, very difficult upbringing. And now she just received a, a scholar, or she's, she received a scholarship to go to nursing school. Once she's there, now she's in the Honor Society, which is the top seven, top seven students, not top seven percent, but top seven students of her particular class. And to be able to watch her put it all together, but still then live through the pain uh, of, of a difficult life uh, was really ministering to my own heart and um, it was fun to be able to do. So that's kind of where, you know, where we've been this last week and where we're going over the next couple weeks. If I, if I could remind you very quickly, the book of Exodus, the 30,000 foot look of the book of Exodus, uh, for, for me, the way it kind of boils down is that it's really a, a set of instructions for us to be able to move our own businesses, move our own communities, move our own organizations, maybe even move our own families into areas that we've never been to before. Uh, you could look at it from a competitive standpoint if you're trying to figure out how to grow your business or grow your ministry from a core that you currently have somewhere else that has a completely different culture, has a different uh, geographic layout, has a completely different set of uh, geo political uh, views, then, then uh, that, that story is really kind of neat. And I think that we forget sometimes that in Exodus, Moses was a faithful follower as well as a faithful leader. And the, that faithful follower piece is really important if you pay close attention to that story. Ultimately, 
God moved three million plus people out of out of bondage in Egypt. Three million people. That, that that's like that's like picking up Los Angeles and trying to move it somewhere. I mean, it's ridiculous. Uh, and in and trying to move it somewhere, uh, for me, the logistics behind that are so overwhelming that it just underscores how powerful God is in all of it. So before we were talking a little bit about Exodus and how the, the very beginning is the preparation for the move. And, and then all of a sudden here we are with the move phase. So if, you've, if you missed miss the preparation piece, pick it up from the podcast and you'll know kind of exactly where we're at. But the beauty of this next piece is really the execution of the move. And think about the logistics. Um, the, logist, the logistics of moving that many families and it, at a moment's notice. This, is, this was, I mean, yeah, their hearts were prepared to go and there was a faithful following. And I wonder what that water cooler talk actually looked like it, in, uh, with, the, with the, the people of Israel because Moses went to the leadership and said, this is what I heard from God. And I wonder whether or not the leadership said, you're crazy. I mean, uh, a burning what? A bush and it wasn't consumed and are you kidding we're here we're prisoners are you kidding this is nuts uh, well in all of that somehow or another the great I am came through what he had to say he didn't have to prove himself Moses didn't and that's one of my takeaways is that he heard clearly from God and then all he did was relay that information and in relaying the information the rest of the people got on board and wouldn't you know it, um, in classic salesman form, I, I, I sort of giggle about this, how many times did it take Pharaoh to actually uh, let the people go? This, this to me just reminds me of how, how deliberate we have to be in continuing to present our ideas uh, because it, it took nine times. <laughs> and in nine times, I think sometimes when we're trying to sell something, when we're trying to get an idea across, we just sort of give up after two or three times. Say, okay, they already said no, we're, we're good. Could you imagine what would have happened to Moses and all those people if they just sort of gave up and, and didn't really have the faith? And, and then, and then they, they had to experience some really tough times after Moses went back and with the elders to, to try to figure out how to get everybody out of Egypt, uh, life got really hard. And not only did it get hard, but they, they got this sort of double-edged sort of the blessing of God to see that God was active uh, with all of the plagues that came through, but they had to live through the plagues themselves. And I think that sometimes in businesses and ministries, we get sort of distracted because life gets tough. Uh, and not only does it get tough, but we, we then get our faith really tested, whether or not we really believe what we believe is really real. I mean, that's a big statement, so let me say it one more time. Do we really believe that what we believe is really real? And for me to watch the, in this story, watch these Israelites go through that, that life lesson of the trial and the tribulation, but seeing God's power all at the same time had to be an amazing emotional roller coaster. And in the, ro in the roller coaster, there were, they had to be afraid of a few things, I, I suspect. And one of those things is that uh, the, the taskmasters would just start abusing them and that they would essentially just get killed off while they were there. And then they, and then they were actually finally let go. And after being let go, can you imagine the courage of people who had to say, okay, let's leave everything? I mean, just what you can carry. Farrah didn't say, well, you could go, but, and I'm going to provide you these really big trucks to put all your stuff in. He didn't give you a, it didn't give you a taxi driver, didn't give you anything else. It just said, get, get out of here. And, and getting out of here, what does that really mean? Packing it all up and trying to figure it out. Well, 
I think that we spend a lot of time in businesses trying to trying to take care of all of the details before we move forward with something because we just want to be absolutely perfect and absolutely right without trusting that God's going to take care of it. And my lesson in all of that is, is that he was called and he convinced and, and, and he didn't do the convincing, he actually just said, and God did the convincing, which is great. But then they actually had to do something. And in doing something, there had to be a, some sort of conversation. I'm totally reading something into the Bible, but there had to be a conversation to say, you know, we, we don't have a lot of time to pack. It's time to go. And, and people behind the scenes saying, well, do you realize how many people we have to feed along the way? Uh, what are we going to do with the, the small kids? What are we going to do with the frail adults? What are we going to do with all that? And along the way, somebody had to have said, you know, God's got this. I mean, not, not, not so much that God's got this, but we've seen God do this. And we're going to just step out in faith and go where he's asked us to go. And then God continues to lead not very far in front, and how symbolic to have a cloud lead you somewhere because you can't see through it. And if you've ever gone into ministry somewhere along the way, if you've ever been called by someone, by God, to, to go and do something, it feels, it feels a lot like a cloud sometimes. And seeing through the cloud is, is probably not what it is that God wants us to see. He wants us to see that he's present in the cloud and for us to be able to chase after that. So... The practical things that I got out of this, um, really, uh, we'll, we can pick up right after the break. So um, we are right up against it, and I didn't realize it. So we're going to take a little break, and then we'll come right back, and we'll have a guest, and we'll have a great conversation. See you soon. WGNW 95.7, The Choice. Did you know that cassia essential oil was an ingredient in the holy anointing oil given to Moses? Cassia essential oil has properties that are antibacterial, antifungal, anti-inflammatory, and antiviral. 95.7 The Choice would like to thank Jackie McLaughlin for her generous support. For more information about essential oils, visit oil-essentials.com or call Jackie at 828-452-2958. That's 828-452-2958. What is the center of your universe? Has that brought you true satisfaction? The center of your universe will determine if you are truly satisfied. Jesus is the center of the universe, the source of all satisfaction. Curious? Explore Centrality, weekly opportunities at 5 p.m. at 12 South French Broad Avenue in the Cornerstone Church Sanctuary. For more info, go to www org. Ninety-five point seven, the choice. Would like to thank Dry Pros for their generous support. Dry Pros has twenty-seven years of experience in the cleaning, restoration, mold remediation, and waterproofing of homes and businesses just like yours. Whether it's a routine cleaning or restoration from flood damage or mold, the team at Dry Pros has the experience to get it done right the first time. Cleaning all types of floors, windows, fine area rugs, and upholstery, they cover it all. For more information, their number is 828-277-9511. That's 828-277-9511. Or visit them on the web at www.drypros.com. That's www.dryprospros.com.
we are gonna we're gonna chat with Randy real quick. But I, I just wanted to to say just one minute uh, before we left on the break. Uh, we were talking about sort of the practical things that you can do when you're talking about taking Moses's model and moving a company, and and maybe this is where we can start part of our conversation. One of the things that that I feel like is a good takeaway for me is to know that not all the details are going to be taken care of ahead of time. Right? I mean, we're gonna we're gonna move organizations, we're gonna move into di different geographic locations, we're gonna move into. Uh, a new product line or new service somewhere. We're going to new, move into a new ministry. I think for me, fundamentally, it's the word move, and and to know that moves aren't always as structured as they should be, and to know that that God has a lot of those details worked out that we can even understand, right? And speaking of moving, you are fairly new to Western North Carolina. I moved here. This May will be two years ago from Southern California. What part of Southern California? Uh, Riverside, uh, 65 miles east of Los Angeles. Okay. And uh, for those of you who don't know, that's um, the area where you end up with uh, lots of Santa Ana winds. Oh, my. And uh, it's super hot. Yes. But also very not, not very far from very, very pretty people. Yes, very pretty people. Newport uh, Beach. And uh, a lot of um, really fancy houses, mm -hmm. really nice cars. Really uh, fantastic clothes and an entire lifestyle that sort of circles around, I don't know, visual impressions of people. Absolutely. Material, look good stuff. Yeah. Yes. And you had, but you had spent some time out here before moving, right? I mean, you have a connection out here before moving, right? Uh, 20, 22 years ago now. First, um, came out for Christmas and went to Beach Mountain. And from there, we came out quite regularly, if not once, but twice a year. Um, Beach Mountain moved to Newland, and then Newland became Black Mountain. And now this is all because of my in-laws moving from one spot to the next. They're, uh, what do you call, halfbacks, live in Florida half the time and, and live up here the rest of the time. So um, Black Mountain became uh, a vacation spot for us for quite a few years. My sister-in-law lives in Black Mountain uh, still. Um, so yes, that's how we knew about it. Okay. I've been coming out here for over 20 years. And would you say that the culture here is significantly different than Southern California? Oh yes, drastically so. In what ways? Um, well, one of the things that I noticed immediately when, well, first of all, coming, being able to move to a place where you used to vacation is very different than vacationing there. You don't, I mean, because uh, it's always a short time, a short term um, time there, perspective. Um, and then when you move, you're going with those previous expectations. But, what, but the very positive thing about this area that, that I immediately recognized was that for about uh, four or five months. I would go back to uh, Southern California uh, a couple times a month. And I was coming, I would fly out of Greenville because Southwest flies out of Greenville. It's a pretty direct flight. And I was coming back up from Greenville one night. It was about midnight. And I had just come across the North Carolina border. And the road, it said road construction ahead. And it said two miles ahead. And I noticed that all the cars had already moved over into one lane and were pr and there was nobody blowing by me on the other lane. 
And I, and I immediately recognized, I said, my gosh, this is so different. People are not in that big of a hurry, and they're so much easier to, uh, it's kind of, uh, but it was, I, I just immediately noticed it, because one of the things, <laughs> after driving to the same spot back and forth twice a day uh, in Southern California, people running down the side of the road, I mean, you got a five-lane highway going each direction, which is, a, you know, which is incredible in itself. But then people have to ride not only on the, where you would pull off normally, the still asphalt, but sometimes they'd even go further out into the dirt to get by people when there was a traffic jam, which was almost every day. Or when lanes merge, people are, you know, rushing by and jamming in there, and I, that was just one of the things that, boy, people are not in quite the hurry they are out here. So as a whole, because of the fact that I was absolutely depleted emotionally, physically, um, from things that have been going on in Southern California, coming out here and being able to step back and, and rest and not have everybody around me in such a hurry was a real breath of fresh air. It really was. Good. Good. I, I certainly know what the hurry you're talking about. Yeah. I remember the first day I commuted in Southern California, we were going literally 90 miles an hour, shoulder to shoulder, bumper to bumper yes. in a sea of cars. And I felt I was trapped in the middle going as fast as I possibly felt like I could and not hurt someone. Uh, and it was really scary. Well, yeah, we, we got together for breakfast the last few days. Right. Uh, we were part of a Christian Business Fellowship, which was actually kind of a small group this time, which is not normally that small. And we ventured off into this very strange conversation. <laughs> I say strange because um, it was very practical for me, and, and I like to be able to have those kinds of practical conversations. But normally, at breakfast time, no, no matter where you are, you don't have the kinds of conversations that we were having on Thursday. And for me, the, the real question sort of went out, and it was, how do we live out this Colossians 3.23, let's work for the Lord rather than man, because it's the Lord Christ that we're serving. To have a paradigm shift or a, um, a worldview change as we go to work in the, in the morning. And there were lots of ideas batted around in the morning, and I thought that was really nice, it was refreshing. And I got a chance to hear a little bit more of your story and where your heart was and all of that. And I just wanted other people to be able to hear kind of what I heard and, and hear some of the practical things that you can think of that we could all do on a daily basis and live out that piece of scripture. Well, I, I wanna, I'm just going to go regress just slightly. And that is, is when you were talking about Moses when he was taking uh, the Israelites out of Egypt. And that he had to, uh, fare, it was nine times, and then finally he released him on the on the tenth, and then he still chased him down. Um, and one of the other things that has been very um, it, it means a lot in my life, and that is that when Joshua, after Moses uh, was not allowed to go into the Promised Land, and then Joshua knew that he was to take the Israelites into the Promised Land, that most people don't realize or recognize the fact that Joshua still fought 39 more battles, I believe, once he crossed the Jordan River into the Promised Land. So once you hit, you made it to the Promised Land, it's the idea that it's all milk and honey and that everything will be okay, and it will be okay because the Lord is in it. And, he, and, and so the Lord was with Joshua every, every step of the way, but he still had to keep fighting. And then the other thing that I was really, really good about 
talking to everybody else about, of course, was, you know, have faith. Put your feet in the Jordan River. Even if you don't see the river backing up, still get your feet wet. Well, it's, it, I was, and one thing that it was really brought back to me was, is, yeah, Randy, you've really been really good about telling everybody else. Now it's your turn. And um, that was, a, that was um, when it was my turn, um, it, it was a whole different thing. And a faith walk, um, you know, and the thing of it is, is, is when, when someone is, is becomes sick and is ill and, and their life is at stake, my life wasn't at stake, but I, and, and here it was, it was about a, a move, but a, but a career that I'd been in for 25 years and, and I had made a decision that I had to give it up. I had to go, I had to leave it, and I, and I was leaving alone um, with, my, with my wife, of course, but I mean as far as everything I had known for the last 30 years um, was, was, we were just leaving it. Um, but that, it made me recognize that, oh ye of little faith, because I was, I was, here I was with facing with something that most people would have traded me in an instant to, to give up a life-threatening disease that they were facing. or or a child that, that uh, you know, had, well, we've experienced that too, had gone over to, um, you know, doing things that no parent would ever want their child to be doing. Um, and then I really, it, it just was like, you know, wait a minute, I, I've, I've, I have got some real, and he was pruning me. I mean, he was, he was cutting back things off of me left and right. It, it was a daily battle, and, and it was with my wife as well. I mean, what, you know, watching her cry, and, you know, because of, of where we were at trying to leave, but we couldn't leave because things didn't fall in place like we thought they should fall in place. They fell in place at the perfect and proper time on God's timeline, not mine. Yeah. And, well, um, yeah, so. I was just going to, I was going to just say that, you know, um, we're going to back up a little bit because I want people to, to be able to understand some of the difficulties that are along the way and what things you chose to do, uh, whether they be right or wrong. I mean, mm -hmm. whether you learned, hey, don't do that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Or hey, do this because because it seemed to work, and as we were having that conversation at breakfast, something struck me about where you were, and and seeing this story of Moses in my own brain this morning as as I was wa wa wandering to to the studio, and thinking a little bit about God's provision in all of this. And I think that we, we have a misconception of this word provision. Mm -hmm. And what I thought we would do is we'll take a real quick break and we'll come back and we'll talk about provision, what that really means, what we can expect, what we can't expect, okay. and what to do with what we get. All right? Very good. I'll be right back. WGNW 95.7, The Choice, where we believe a song can still change the world. Did you know that essential oils were used in biblical times to protect God's people from pestilence? Frankincense, as an example, was said to be good for everything, from gout to a broken head. In other words, good from head to toe. 95.7 The Choice would like to thank Jackie McLaughlin for her generous support. For more information about essential oils, visit oil-essentials.com or call Jackie at 828-452-2958. That's 828-452-2958. Programming at 95.7 The Choice is made possible with the generous support of business partners like Area 22 Guitars. Area 22 Guitars is Western North Carolina's only boutique guitar shop. 
Whether it's an American-made all-tube hand-wired amp like Matchless, divided by 13, Car, or Fargen, or a U.S.-built custom luthier electric guitar brand like Anderson, PWE, Zion, Rowan, or Gatto, Area 22 Guitars specializes in the unique needs of the discerning musician. They carry a full line of boutique effect pedals like Keenly, Exotic, Rockbox, Menatone, and Wampler. And their acoustic guitars include Breedlove, Larravee, Eastman, Bedell, and Crafter. Area 22 Guitars, not your average guitar shop. For more information, go to area22guitars.com or call them at 828-884-2222. That's 828-884-2222. and events where can you get news from a christian perspective and encouraging articles written by and about the local christian community turn to the journey christian newspaper available in print and online visit www.journeychristiannews.com or call 828-676-6535 the journey christian newspaper encouraging christians on their walk with christ Welcome back to Business Integrity Matters. We are here with Randy from, uh, from Chapel, Chapel Road, Road Consulting. Consulting. Sorry, sorry, Randy. Right. And uh, we were having a conversation about what real life looks like when God calls you to be somewhere else. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and like, like we were talking about earlier, Moses you know, was certainly called to be somewhere else. Um, not feeling comfortable being the leader, but certainly being a really great lieutenant. He ended up being a great leader. He didn't know it. I mean, he wasn't trying. He didn't set out to say, it's my idea. He set out to say, I'm, I'm going to execute somebody else's idea and do what I can uh, to just be obedient in all of that. And in it, though, there is this concern about God's provision along the way. And I, and I suspect that my own struggle with God's provision in my own life could be, could, I could see it in the, in the Israelites as, as Moses was to come back and say, God says it's time and we're going to be leaving. And they said, okay, that's wonderful. And then life gets really, really rough. <laughs> and you think, is this God's plan? And if this is God's plan, is this really provision? Because this is not my idea of provision. Because my idea of provision would be kick open the gates, mm -hmm. let us walk out, and then and then as you go along, you can kind of pick up the trinkets as you need them, right? Little gold coins. Yeah, right. yeah, there'd be little gold. Right, exactly. Little gold coins. We heard milk and honey. Hey, that sounds good. Yep, let's yep. go get let's go get some of that. Uh, and it didn't turn out that way at all. And what I'm wondering is, we were talking at the at the breakfast table about this provision piece, and um, you know what is what, what have you figured out? about what God's provision is when we go through these kinds of experiences? Well, I'll start with saying I'm very careful not to say I've ever figured it out because <laughs> I used to think I had a pretty good handle on, on things and you know, going through your forecast, uh, the things that a business owner does and tries to continue doing. and It's all about predicting the future, in, in essence, and, and coming to the hard realization you cannot. So all those, all those plans you've laid, they, they are destroyed. But um, provision to, to me used to mean it, was, it meant financial, it meant the ability to continue to provide material things. And so shelter, clothing, food, a car, um, but without wondering where it was coming from. 
So that that was my my. I had been blessed for many many years. So it was a situation where I. It was there and it was in abundance, but I didn't. In some ways, I took it for granted. Yeah. I tried not to. I would, I tried to tell myself continually, "Don't be thankful," and I was. But then, the recognition that when you don't know where that future provision is coming from, because everything you've known and worked for, and the bank account that had dollars in it, um, and it's disappearing, and you're not well, you know, where's the next one going to come from? And when you're in a situation where your business, you've started a new business to help others, and it's, it's um, you know, it doesn't start overnight. And when you've been doing something for 25 years, it's, you could do it in your sleep, and then you're starting something new. It takes time to do all those things. So you're, you're in, a, in, a, in a period of time where you're like, oh, my gosh. What I did is I began to, to regularly, continually look back and say, all right, I've been here, well, I've been alive for 57 years. He's always taken care of me, even when I wasn't a believer. And now we're in a different spot. We got here safely. Everything's intact. We have our health. Um, there's a roof over our heads and a car that works, and there's food on the table. And well, it's there. And then just recently, a friend of mine, uh, this was actually just before, um, it was week before last, I, was, I, was just, I, I wasn't bemoaning anything, I was just basically a, a friend of mine who uh, had just met... Um, you don't bemoan, because I do. Well, I don't, I don't think I was bemoaning it at this time. I'm not saying I don't bemoan. I, okay. I, I've done plenty of complaining and moaning, and, and stop your sniveling. Um, but I was, we were just having a conversation because he's in a very similar situation where he just moved from, um, they came down from Virginia, I believe, and same situation. They knew they were to move here, and he's here. They sold their house, but they have no place. They're renting. They don't know where they're going to go. Don't even know what they can afford because he left his job. And, and so, and I, and I was just talking to him about that, and I said, you know, four times, my wife and I, four times separate times by three different couples had prophesied over my wife and I that we would, at a time in the future, we would have people coming to our door, we would have the time, and we would have provision. Well, that's, that's, initially that's okay. So people are going to come to the door, so that means we're going to help. We've always tried to be people who have helped others. We're going to be helping people, but they're going to be coming to our door, so we're not going to be seeking them, that um, we'll have the time, which means I, I guess I have the time. And then the provision would mean financially I'll be able to have the time and that's what I'll be doing. And I said, but the two, two things have happened. People are coming to the door because we do have people who do come and, and we're able to minister. Um, and then um, I have the time, and then I, but I don't, I don't have what I deem to be provision, which was financial wherewithal, and not just but day-by-day need, needs, but to right. know that, okay, I'm good for six months, I'm good for a year, and, and right. it's, I'm good for a day, yeah. <laughs> or the next day, and, and that's, and he goes, I think you may be understanding provision, and they go, what do you mean? He goes, he says, I haven't known you very long, but I can tell you from being inside your home, he says, God is here, and his provision is here. 
And it, it was a real wake-up call for me. God is here in our midst. And He is my provision. And I'm beginning that journey of understanding more fully what, his, that, what that means. And I, I, I admittedly don't know all that it means. It did cause me to take a step back and recognize that he, it, I am being fed. I, I'm not out in the elements. Um, but it's a day-by-day -day thing. And I'm not used to living that way. I'm well, not used to living that way. And I, and, I, and I completely and totally get that because I felt like in the call that God would just continue to fill up the bank account yes. the way yeah, the way right. that I felt like I needed to continue to keep up with with my standard of living. Yes, correct. And I've been surprised by that along the way in that uh, one a significantly different living uh, here than before. But in all of it, we're still safe. We mm -hmm. still have food. Mm -hmm. We still have the absolute necessities. And we also have a completely new understanding of God being in it with us. Yes. Uh, something that, that we didn't have before because, because we were able to also take it for granted that we, in tough spots, could figure out a way out because we had enough means yes. to hire the people that we needed to or buy the certain things that we had to. Uh, now it's, not, it's just simply not that way. And so the, the faith step is a huge one. One of the re reasons why I, I really like this whole conversation is that, like I shared at breakfast, I had just gotten uh, a string of email or uh, text messages from a buddy of mine. And the buddy of mine uh, was, was simply making a statement uh, that I had, I had previously challenged him. And part of the challenge was, go and find for me in the Bible the one place that has anything to do with retirement. And he said, ooh, there's only one place? And I said, yeah, there's only one place. And so he went off and he actually figured it out. And the retirement piece is from Leviticus. And the Levites, who worked on building the temple, were told by God, now your time is done, you may retire. Period. End of story, that particular little piece. And this whole conversation for me was going in a certain way because... I think we end up, I know I did, I ended up struggling to say, I'm going to build up my retirement account. I'm going to work 90 hours a week. I'm going to go through this. I'm going to spend however I need to spend along the way and enjoy the stuff I've got, put this money away, and then I'm finally going to be able to go into ministry. And, and I, was, I, I went through this sort of awakening as we were going through the series of text messages to say, man, I totally get it because that's where I was. And not only that's where I was, but if, if I hadn't taken the step that I took, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now, and I wouldn't be fulfilling God's call on my life. And my, my concern is that we have them upside down in that we believe that there should be some sort of retirement and that we feel like we're guaranteed enough time on the planet to enjoy that and then go do what God has called us to do. Does that make sense to you? The reason I was smiling at you was because that is I, I have probably about maybe three or four years ago, I, rec I recognized the same thing. Now, I did not have, I didn't see anyone retiring in, in Scripture. I, had not, I did not pick up the part about the, the, the priests. I mean, I know Moses, I mean, they, they were, they were a, a vital part of society until the time that the Lord took them away. Either 
translated or they, or they passed away. And so I began to recognize and realize is that, that maybe, I'm not, maybe we're not supposed to retire. And, and one of the things I've really noticed since I've moved to, uh, to Asheville, and that is I've, ha I've been graced with, with knowing some people that are in their 80s and 90s. And they are vibrant and full of energy. And I mean, nine, nine, one woman I love so dearly, uh, 92 years old. And, and you, you, you see youth in their face, but it's, it's there because they're not, they haven't, they're not sitting, they're not sitting around, you know, in retirement. They are out being a, being a vital part of, of society. I've got a great friend that um, is 80. We call him um, our commander. Um, and he is, I mean, he is so full of, I mean, he, his experience, number one, is, is just unbelievable. But what he can, we miss so much when we don't we take advantage of those that are, you know, maybe 15, 20, 25 years older than we are because we think, well, we know it all. Right. My gosh, we, there's so much we don't know. And, and I've just really been, become very aware of people because they are out and, and, and um, helping others. Um, and they might be doing physical things as well, but, but they can because they're doing the other parts. Their minds are active and they're, they're participating in other people's lives instead of, well, it's my retirement time, so I'm going to go to Florida. And, and, and you know, I don't, I don't begrudge or, or, you know, anybody who that's, that's what they've chosen, that's fine. But I do recognize now that when they do pull themselves back, that they begin to deteriorate and lose, uh, you know, they start losing their vitality. Yeah. We're going to take a real quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about how it is that we can then take this new mindset to say, let's not wait until we're 65. What do we do now? Mm -hmm. And some of the things that you and I can come up with that other business owners, faithful leaders, uh, faithful workers will do, and uh, we'll just do what we can to encourage folks. All right? Stay tuned. The new music choice for Asheville, WGNW 95.7. 95.7 The Choice would like to thank Dry Pros for their generous support. Dry Pros has 27 years of experience in the cleaning, restoration, mold remediation, and waterproofing of homes and businesses just like yours. Whether it's a routine cleaning or restoration from flood damage or mold, the team at Dry Pros has the experience to get it done right the first time. Cleaning all types of floors, windows, fine area rugs, and upholstery, they cover it all. For more information, their number is 828-277-9511. That's 828-277-9511. Or visit them on the web at www.drypros.com. That's www.drypros.com. Did you know the oil of Cyprus has been used since ancient times for purification and incense? Cyprus is one of the oils most used for the circulatory system and is effective for muscles and joints as well as respiratory, reproductive, and nervous systems. 95.7 The Choice would like to thank Jackie McLaughlin for her generous support. For more information about essential oils, visit oil-essentials.com or call Jackie at 828-452-2958. That's 828-452-2958. Did God tell you to move to Asheville, but you don't know why? Well, maybe we can help you with that answer. We have named our church after the book of Acts in the Bible. We call it the Acts Church. 
We as humans have overcomplicated this life here on earth and our understanding of God and the Bible. After all, there are only two things that God has told us to do. We are to love Him and to love each other. Come as you are and meet the love of a lifetime. His name is Jesus Christ. Visit us at AxeChurchAsheville.com. Welcome back to Every Matter. You got us caught the chatting a little bit between segments. Um, excuse me. And uh, before, just before the segment was was over, we were talking about this notion of retirement, and and Pete had reminded us that in Luke twelve, you know, you ha you have a, a farmer who builds barns that are bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and continues to to store all this stuff up so that he can retire, and then all of a sudden he dies, right? And so, <laughs> so it's not there anymore. And I I think that somehow or another we're living this really strange lie that we have all the time in the world that God is going to provide. Um, all of this in a way that we can stack it up and see all of the, the money, the properties, the retirement accounts, whatever those look like, so that, so that then when we feel comfortable, we can go do what we're supposed to do. And I mean, I was absolutely struck in moving here that my time to do all that was over. But it has not been easy. Um, and, and I'm just trying to think of what we can help other people, how, how we can help them get through that. What kinds of things have worked for you along the way to take the small steps of faith? Because the smaller steps for me have meant bigger steps and more and more boldness, the more I see God in it. Um, have, you, have you experienced that? And if so, how would you help people get through that? The first, the first thing I, I, I would say is that to recognize that, you know, we are fallen humans. We're, we're you know, we're, we're, we don't have it all together. And um, that we do rely on it. I do believe in a creator. Mm -hmm. I, I believe I was created for a purpose. And to, to tell you today that I know what that purpose unequivocally is, I don't think I do. But am I on a a search to try to find it. I absolutely more. I am more uh, intent on finding my purpose than ever in my ever in my life to what, this point. And so, what things have you done in order to try to figure out what your purpose is? To look and to seek and to try to find the Lord in those small things. And I have always been a person who, um, up until most recently, maybe six months ago. I would, I would tend to always be in a big hurry, even if I had nothing to go to. I don't know if that makes any sense. It but, absolutely does. But, I would, but if I were having a conversation with somebody, I, I would be very, uh, it would be like, all of a sudden my mind, would, I would be starting to get distracted and I would say, well, I gotta go someplace, even if I didn't have to go anywhere. Just to kinda, before we got too deep into a conversation or, or too, too intimate as far as, you know, sharing information, I've had people lately tell me, I have no idea why I'm telling you this, but then they continue. Because what, what I have done, and I've worked at it very hard, and I may still be distracted, but I, I'm, I'm not making the comment, I have to go. I, I am trying to, to, to sit and listen. And then I've, I, I mean, it's been quite amazing to me that, just, I mean, I have probably no less than six times in the last several months, people said, I have no idea why I'm telling you, but I, then they keep on telling me. 
And I, I know why. I mean, it, it's because there's something <laughs> that they have to unburden themselves with. But, but taking the intention of, of seeking, having quiet time, and, you know, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. And what, what does that mean? To me, it means that God is first when I, when I open my eyes. Is, do I, am I infallible in doing that? No. Am I, am I finding that I need to check emails or, once in a while, but not near as bad as I used to? I would, I would, you know, immediately, I would wake up and immediately business things were in my head and I had to, you know, I had to take care of this and that and, that, and then by the time it was time to get ready to go to work and then it was, and then I would beat myself up over that and then it was just like a continual cycle of just yuck until taking those small steps of, of, of enjoying where you are in the moment. And I know that's so easy to say and it's so very, very hard to do. Um, we allow the distractions of the world, the need to make a living, that because we we don't understand, you know, uh, Jehovah Jireh and that He is our provider. We we be, we it's all about us and what we're going to do, and and that we we are going to be the ones that are providing for ourselves. And I, you know, I came I, through the school of hard knocks, you know, several years ago. No matter what I did. It wasn't working, and the harder I would try, the worse it got. And then, as you're trying, trying, trying in your own element, you become depleted, emotionally, intellectually, no creative juices left. Um, so, first of all, realizing that enjoy where you are today, because we are told to be content, either in want yeah. or in plenty. Absolutely. It's easy to be content in plenty. It's not so easy to be con <laughs> That's right. to be content That's right. and, and want. If, and if and 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 if people say, you know, it's just sort of lip service or what have you, you, you can probably spend an entire day talking to them about what it feels like to try to be content in want. Yes. Right. I, I, absolutely. But the, the reality of it is, is I can no longer give lip service to it. That's right. Because I did. It was lip service before, but now yeah. I'm not in. I'm not speaking of contentment through. Uh, it was it was in plenty, and it's very easy. You know, you give out of your abundance as opposed to giving out of your lack, and it's it's a whole different yeah. story to to do. But just thankfully, quite honestly, I, I'm grateful that I do know I do know God's word, and I and I and I try to live out Scripture because I don't know really where I would be today, emotionally and intellectually, and and, and then, you know, if you're not right emotionally and intellectually, it begins to deplete you physically. If I didn't know that there is a purpose, and I know I'm going through this for a reason, and God doesn't waste a thing. Right. And uh, just recognizing that um, he, is, he is a good father, and that there are, you know, we could be going through something today because he's strengthening us for something that lies ahead. And it may not; it may be a difficult situation that might lie ahead, but he's preparing us in, in our own yeah. uh, way. We have to work our way through certain things. And I think what I heard you say, and correct me if I'm wrong, but but one of those pieces in there was waiting. Yes. And listening, and listening for me has been one of those really interesting things. The the reason that we don't end up with a lot of airtime that's just dead airtime on a radio station or a radio show is because I know how to talk. Um, but that's also the downside to one, of the, to one of the temptations I have is to talk rather than sit and listen. And what's amazing to me is that God is so active 
that he puts literally people right in front of you to say, I have no idea why I'm telling you this. Or they'll say something and go, I have no idea where that came from, but I, I needed to tell you anyway. And what they don't realize is that it all goes together in our own minds is that the puzzle is starting to come together to say, I know why you told, told me that, and I get that, and thank you for saying that. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think the reason I say that is that for two reasons. The people who feel prompted to say something to someone, I want to encourage them to do that. All of us going through this journey, are, as we get closer and closer to understanding who God is, he's going to use us to communicate to other people. And to, to just be encouraged to say, you know what? If you feel prompted to make a phone call, send a text message, send an email, say something at a, at a cup of coffee, say it, do it, because it's part of the puzzle. And if someone else is walking through that, they'll try to figure out how that works in the puzzle. The other piece is that on the listening side, it allows then for God to use other people, for us to get confirmed with prayer time that we had a, a it helps us decipher the difference in my own mind of God's call on our life or indigestion, right? It's the so, so absolutely. This sort of the, the guttural instinct that I need to go do something. Well, is that is that really indigestion or is that really from God? And if we sit and we listen, we can help discern the difference between what God's word is and what our own desire might be. Um, let me ask you one just really simple question. If, if other people were trying to figure out fundamentally what you do and how to get a hold of you to go do that, how do we do that? How do we get them connected to you? Uh, on, the, on the business side? On the business side. Okay, on the, on the business side, um, because of, of my past experience and what, I, what I've gone through, and like I said, I've you know, said it, that it has not been a comfortable journey uh, for about six years, so, uh, from about 2006 to about 2012. Very, very difficult uh, environment that we, we operated in in, in uh, California. I actually operated out of the Inland Empire, which was known as the Detroit of the West, which economically had been, been pretty well shattered. Um, so um, those experiences of running a privately owned company then became a, an investor-owned company, um, going through from family-owned to investor-owned transitions, and then the sophistication needed to have to run an operation that's investor-owned is a whole different different level. And I'm not saying I had the sophistication; I didn't. I, I had to learn, and it was a very fast learning experience. And it was it was hard and it was uncomfortable. But um, I also learned how to do things very quickly, analyze things very quickly, put processes in place that basically saved. I was I, by no means. I was not by myself. I had a great team of people, but we 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 got into certain situations where we were uh, cash flow wise we were we were depleted, and um, we had to make we had to put things in place so that on a day by day basis it was a it was not forecasting out five years. Forget it. We need to forecast for tomorrow. So those types of controls that are necessary for people who are either starting off um, or who have been in business but now are experiencing some stress. Uh, I have a great deal of experience in making it through that period of time and the things that need to be done for that. Also, um, startups, I've, I've done a startup uh, and taken not only a startup, but one that was at an infant stage and, and had been successful at it. So I have, a, I have 35 years of experience in management that, that I, I want to be able to help others in this area. Okay, so so if their business is in Western North Carolina yep. who are looking for an operational specialist, yes, someone to come in and help them manage cash, help them manage processes, and do what they need to do in order to succeed in the business world, that's 
something that, that you can do to help them I out. Can do. How do they connect with you? Uh, it's um, www.chapelroadconsulting.com, okay. or they can reach me at 828-707-4785. That sounds good. You have been an absolute blessing for me on the show. Well, thank you. And this week at breakfast, what you said, was, it just hit me the right way. And uh, I'm so glad that your schedule was open so that you could come well, and participate. That's a God thing. Well, I think it is. And that's, and that's why I, I wanted to encourage other people to act on those same sort of promptings, is that as I was leaving, I thought, I should have Randy on the show. Well, and, uh, and it worked out that God had a hole here for a guest for you. So thank Well, I thank you for the opportunity <laughs> to be here because I've enjoyed it very much. Thank okay. you. Well, next week we are going to continue to pick up the Exodus era. And part of next week's show, I'm going to play for you a few of the interviews that we did at the NRB. I think that's going to be real interesting as we go into uh, the next phase of, of where we're headed. And it will both encourage you and have you ponder why it is we asked the questions that we asked and why it is we got the, the answers that we got and, and the real challenge that we do have uh, in applying God's Word, in applying Sunday's message Monday through Friday. It's a huge challenge and we're here to help you do that. If you have a specific question, concern, issue, let me know. Uh, send me an email, bradley at businessintegritymatters.com. You can go to our, our uh, Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Business Integrity Matters. You get plugged in with me at a, a local Christian Business Fellowship. Well, however, we're, we are here to help equip you uh, and encourage you to be able to live out that simple message, sun, that Sunday message, Monday through Friday. And that's it. It's, it's that simple. And so um, join us next week, and we are uh, going to have something else, I'm sure, amazing happen that uh, that will just blow your mind. I know it blows mine all the time. So may God richly bless you and your business. Have a great week. And that wraps up this week's edition of Business Integrity Matters with Bradley Waldrop. To learn more about us, you can find us on the web at businessintegritymatters.com. And there you will find our complete schedule, practical business tools, and much more. That's businessintegritymatters.com. Be sure to join us again next week. And on behalf of Bradley, may God grant you a blessed week.